Welcome to Walker World's podcast. My name is Rachel and this is a podcast where we step behind the veil and take a look at some little known and long lost urban legends and creepy stories. If you're a fan of those kinds of stories, please feel free to give the subscribe button some love. So in a previous podcast, I spoke about my old apartment. I promised a second episode on what else happened there and this is that episode. If you haven't listened to the first episode, I recommend going back because it gives you a bit of an overview of the shadowy figure that lived in the apartment with me. So this apartment was top floor unit in a complex of six buildings. In the early days of living there, as I said, I was terrorised by a shadowy figure in the bedroom, and in the six years that I lived in the apartment, there was a presence that I couldn't shake. I honestly believe that something happened in that property that had become imprinted upon it. There are more tales about the apartment, so make yourself a drink, get comfortable, and let's get spooky. The apartment itself had a hallway with the rooms coming off of it. As you walked in the door, you had the office on the left, followed by the bathroom, the bedroom straight ahead, and the lounge kitchen on the right. I used the walls of the hall for hanging concert posters. These were custom framed with museum glass and weighed somewhere in the region of five kilos each. To hang them, I used specialist hooks which had several prongs that splayed out into the plaster work. This was to ensure that the frames wouldn't fall. I'll preface this by saying the building was close to a train line and had a habit of shaking when freight trains passed by. However, I never noticed anything other than a low rumble. Nothing moved and nothing fell. There was just a deep thud of a heavy train passing. This tended to happen a couple of times during the night as the line was a passenger line during the day. Sometime in 2016, I woke up to find that two of the heavy picture frames were hanging at an angle. At first, I put it down to the nighttime freight trains. Yet, as the weeks wore on, I began to find them shifting during the day. I never saw them move and I never heard them move. But normally, when I got in from work or woke up in the morning, at least one of the four massive and fairly heavy frames had shifted. There was one morning that I woke up to find that one was at such a strange angle that if it had shifted half an inch more, it would have worked itself free from the hook and fallen. Coming home from work one day, I had a sense that all wasn't right. There was an atmosphere hanging over the apartment and despite the warmth of the sun that was streaming through the windows, there was a coolness that I couldn't explain. This was an apartment that was terrible to heat in winter and impossible to cool down in summer. I had two analogue clocks, one in the kitchen and one in the bedroom. As I placed my work stuff in the living area, I noticed that the clock in the kitchen had stopped at 1.50pm. I thought nothing of it and believed that the battery just needed changing. I went through to the bedroom to drop something in there and caught a glance at the bedside clock. It had also stopped at 1.50pm. Feeling a little strange, I walked back out into the hallway and noticed that the two frames on the left-hand side of the wall had been moved to hang in such a way that it looked as though someone or something had raced from the bedroom and into the lounge stroke kitchen and knocked them on their way. I never changed the batteries in those clocks at the same time. They were probably changed a couple of months apart and, like remote controls, the batteries lasted forever. Except in that apartment. I used to have to change clock and remote control batteries at least once every nine months. Since moving, I've not had to change any batteries. I took the frames down in the summer of 2019. Freight trains were becoming heavier and more frequent, and the frames were still moving of their own accord. I used to keep the bedroom door propped open. This was mostly for comfort and to aid air circulation. As previously mentioned, the bedroom was at the opposite end of the hallway to the front door, so when lying in bed, you had a perfect view of the door. The door also had a spy hole in it and there was a gap of probably half a centimetre between the floor and the bottom of the door. Not enough for anyone on the outside to do anything, but enough for you on the inside to see out into the hallway. 
The hallway had motion-activated lights that, for some reason, stayed on during the night. I presume that this was a safety thing, so that in the event of a fire, you could see where you were escaping to. While activity in the apartment seemed to wax and wane, the following activity seemed to be pretty much constant. I remember waking up one night at about 3am. Between 3 and 4 in the morning is classed as the witching hour, the time when spirits of all kind want to make contact with you. The night in question was the first of many, many nights of waking up at that time. After that, the next handful of years saw me wake up just after 3am. I didn't get a full night's sleep again until I moved house. As with those moments, I got up and went to the bathroom before going to the balcony for some fresh air. It was while I was sitting in the bathroom that something strange happened. The bathroom door never shut properly and I never got around to fixing the catch. Because it was just me and there was no way to see into the bathroom, I normally left the door open. At night, you could see the hallway lights coming in under the front door and lighting the carpet. So, as I was sitting there, wondering exactly what dragged me out of bed at 3am, I saw something flicker past the door. It wasn't the lights going on and off. The way it moved, the gait that it had, made it look like a figure. Someone had walked past the door and for a split second blocked the light. Because of the way the building was built, you could hear other doors opening and closing. I didn't hear the door to the adjacent apartment open, nor close, and I didn't hear footsteps either. I was also on the top floor, so no one had a reason to be up there unless they were going to one of the two apartments that were on that floor. I saw the apparition more times than I, than I can count. It came at all hours of the day and always when it was dark. In winter, it would start appearing in the early evening, and in summer, it would flicker past the door in the absolute dead of night just before the sun rose. Sometimes while lying in bed, I'd see the shadow pass before the spy hole, briefly blocking the light before moving on. Never did it seem to stop at the door, as though it was unaware that anyone actually lived in the building. As I said, after that, I never got a full night's sleep, at least not when I was in the apartment. The only time I got seven or more hours of solid sleep was if I was staying with friends, family, or in a hotel. Even then, my body clock was so wired to wake up at 3am, I could almost guarantee that I would be up and about a few minutes past the hour. I've tried to find out who or what the apparition was. My only conclusion is that it was either someone who was once connected with that floor of the building, or is the impression left behind of someone who used to work in the factory that once stood on the site. A factory that had a couple of floors and would have had people walking up and down stairs. As I've said before, the apartment and the building itself had a very strange feeling, and I can only imagine the things that have happened in those walls in the years since the complex was built. Whatever has happened there has caused a high turnover of people coming and going with the average tenant staying for for around nine months. I was one of the longest at six years along with my neighbour who is still living there to this day. The building was constructed around 2004. In the years that I lived there, I never came across anyone else's cooking smells. In fact, the communal areas of the building were mostly well kept. However, the office of my apartment seemed to harbour the smell of freshly brewed coffee and just lit cigarettes. I don't drink coffee and I certainly never brewed it. But this room always seemed to have those two distinct smells hanging in the air. I often wondered if they were somehow drifting up from the unit below mine, but there was no point of entry and I never opened the skylights in that room as they were well above my head height, which is what you get for being 5 foot 2 inches. Again, I can only surmise that these smells were either a part of my imagination or some kind of imprint left on the environment. However, they only happened in this one room and even then they were only in one particular corner. With everything else that was happening, I can only assume that it was the latter. While the smells were there over a long period of time, they did begin to fade away, and I can't recall smelling them after about 2018. There is one other thing that that was connected to that apartment, and that was the sheer amount of UFO sightings I had from the balcony. But I think I'll save those for another episode. So, thank you so much for listening. 
If you'd like to get involved or have a story you'd like me to cover, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Walker of Worlds Podcast. If you like what you're listening to, please do feel free to subscribe. Walker of Worlds is on YouTube, Apple Music and Spotify. Finally, if you'd like something unusual to read, when I'm not telling you spooky stories, I write books. So please check out my website at www.roswellpublishing.co.uk. Until next time, stay spooky.